Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, does TikTok want to be YouTube? So I've heard various rumors and seen some stuff that is suggestive that TikTok really wants to become YouTube to the extent where they're trying to move away from the vertical videos and move into landscape. They are changing things with how the monetization works. Uh, I, I learned about some of this from this video from Amber Figlo. Um, account requirements. Creators have been on TikTok for more than three months. How to create eligible videos. Videos should be longer than one minute. Videos should be in landscape. And this person experimented with how a landscape video would compare to a normal content. And despite her normal TikToks receiving only a thousand views, her landscape video got 30,000 views. So if like four to six months, never had a video, go over a thousand views. First landscape video, 30,000. As she said, it seems as though TikTok has explicitly said that they're trying to push landscape content to viewers on the platform. As I have noted, it'll come up and say, use full screen and it will like automatically turn the video so you can watch it in landscape. The question for me is, should I start uploading my videos both on YouTube and TikTok? If indeed they're pushing landscape videos, like I may as well just upload all my facts and glitches, for example. It doesn't take really any much more effort, especially because I, I generally pay Seek just to upload my stuff for me to TikTok. The one thing I hate about it though, is you still can't make money as an Australian creator on TikTok. Every second day, I run across some account being like, man, I got like 50 million views last month. And I see these creators talk about how they get like, you know, 10 grand for 30 million views. So I'm at like 15, thousand dollars a month because I'm in Australia. This is bullshit. Some people get like American SIM cards so they can set up an account via America and get money through that. I personally right now get like, I know like a 5 million views on TikTok a month. So it's probably worth like $2,000 or something. It's not an insignificant amount of money, but given that my account is already set up, I don't think I can just change it to America so I can get into the monetization scheme. As much as it'd be nice to get an extra two grand a month, I don't think I can really change it at this point. However, Ever since the creator program on TikTok came out, they were always saying it's coming to Australia soon, soon, Australia soon, Australia soon, and it never happened. And they've now even scrapped their creator fund and are doing something completely different. So despite the entire duration of the creator fund existing, them saying it's coming to Australia, it never came and they've now gotten rid of it. What they've changed it to, as was announced back in November, so TikTok is suspending its creator fund, a 1 billion allotment to pay the app's users for creating successful content. The company is replacing the fund with another program that is said will pay creators more money. Bullshit. Australian TikTokers are not eligible to join the creator fund and currently the creativity program, I guess that's the new thing, is not open to Australian creators either. I can't find it, but I have heard it suggested that the new creativity program is also meant to come to Australia. You know, I'm not holding my breath, but it feels kind of dumb to spend any amount of money uploading this stuff to TikTok when it's like supporting the platform in there screwing me out of tens of thousands of dollars. Like if they had brought the TikTok creator fund to Australia, I would have made $100,000 or something with the amount of views that I've gotten. And they just ripped that from me because they're bastards. I don't really want to support the platform, but my support won't impact the success of TikTok. What it will impact is my own well-being. I don't think me being off TikTok will ultimately improve my circumstances. I don't gain that many more additional viewers from TikTok, but I, I, I gain some, you know, less than 1% of my YouTube viewership came from TikTok, but that is still something. And so I think I will choose some of my best videos and uh, throw them up there intermittently. Maybe try to reach out to my managers, see if they can talk to the TikTok people and ask them for a specific date when Australia will be led into this new program. Because I don't want to upload all my content and then Australia finally get into this new program and I will forego so much money. You know, is TikTok dying? TikTok is eating YouTube's lunch, 
in regards to Gen Z, the younger audiences, it's way, way more popular. But monetizing TikTok is apparently a lot harder than it is for YouTube. I can't tell you why, but YouTube makes far more money. Its revenues are far higher. Let me, let me check that actually. TikTok generated an estimated $9.4 billion in 2022. YouTube global advertising revenues amounted to approximately $30 billion. So YouTube is still making three times as much money as TikTok. You know, other sources of revenue and stuff may not even be included in that. It's undeniable that YouTube is more successful in terms of generating revenue than TikTok is. I mean, there must be something that TikTok is seeing that is inspiring them to want to make this change. From an outsider's perspective, it just seems that like, look, TikTok, just keep doing what you're doing. Be successful in that space because you're winning the young, young audiences. Long story short, I will upload some landscape videos to TikTok. And at the very least, this change is suggestive that my live streaming in landscape to TikTok is not gonna penalize me. We did speculate that that might happen. People, people stated explicitly that if you streamed in landscape that you wouldn't be recommended as much. You know, if they're boosting videos that are landscape, surely they do the same thing for live streams, right? Like as I've said for a long time, landscape is just better for the vast majority of content. Cropping off the sides does not improve most things. Although I do say that obviously the, the vertical format is better for a phone, but it doesn't like improve the content. Looking at other content creators that only post on TikTok, you don't really get much for millions of views after months of content upload. You do get some money. And obviously those are the tippy tippy top that are making, you know, a billion views a month or something are getting a decent chunk of change. The payment is similar to how shorts are paid on YouTube. Like it's similar numbers. In the last 30 days on YouTube, I got 17 million views for shorts, and that translated into $1,500. So I got nine cents per thousand views. That's not an insignificant amount of money. Well, it depends on where you lived, but you couldn't really live comfortably off that. But I mean, the people who are getting 200 million views a month, which there are a reasonable amount of people, obviously you could live off that amount of money. It just matters how many views you're getting, you know? Internet controversy. Is this a burger or a sandwich? So I believe we discussed this before. This account tweeted out, is this a burger or a sandwich? And it's a hamburger bun with chicken on it. And I said, did you know this is debated? It's because some parts of the world think a burger specifically must have beef, where many others base it on the type of bun. This is a chicken burger in Australia. My entire life, I don't mean just a recent thing, I remember like in, in like primary school, being a kid, like five years old or something, I'm buying a chicken burger from the canteen and they were delicious, chat. Probably only felt that way because I was so young or whatever. Like if I ate one today, it probably wouldn't be as amazing, but I remember them being perfectly floured and ah, oh, just loved it. A, a Coke, my, my parents would give me money for a Coke and a chicken burger and a, a little mixed lollies every Friday. And it was the best time every week. Imagine you can maintain that mentality, mentality your entire life where something that small can seem so significant and amazing. I'm getting, I'm getting sidetracked, but whenever you talk about this, there, there is a debate in the comments. So Pygo here says, by definition of a burger, it doesn't have to be beef. So they are just straight up wrong. And he quotes the dictionary. It is always important to remember that dictionaries are not objective sources for what words mean. They simply try to try to represent how words are currently being used. It is why words and their meaning change over time. It is why you can have words that can have two different meanings that are entirely contradictory or, or mean entirely different things. The only reason why you can look up and it says, you know, burger, a dish consisting of a round patty of ground beef 
or sometimes another savory ingredient that is fried or grilled and typically served in a split bun or roll with various condiments and toppings. The reason why it says this is because in some parts of the world, a burger is a patty of ground beef. But sometimes, in other parts of the world, it's another savory ingredient. Just because one part of the world doesn't use burger to mean anything other than a hamburger doesn't mean that other parts of the world are more correct or, or wrong or something because they use it in a different way. If anything, the definition should attempt to take into account regional differences. The dictionary is an interesting thing because in their attempts to measure and quantify how language is used, they inadvertently reinforce particular ideas of language. So someone has written this and there is ambiguity as to what burger means and how it's used. But now that this has been written down and can be Googled, it is reinforcing this interpretation of how burger should be used. This person is straight up saying they are wrong. The dictionary, the holy dictionary is saying they're wrong and that's influencing society. And I find that a very interesting, uh, fascinating thing about dictionaries because people should know that they are not authorities on how, how words should be used. They simply try to mirror society. Words are defined by usage, not the dictionary. Like if you've ever written an essay for university and you're doing some degree, usually in a part of that essay, you will define key words and talk about like how you plan to use them and what, what they mean. Because that word can mean something entirely different from one writer to another, from one discipline to another, a colloquial usage that's general societal usage versus in some formal discipline or whatever. And language is interesting. If there was another topic that I could have studied at university, I, I would have liked to have studied language, linguistics, right? But imagine getting a job with a linguistics degree. Long story short, this is a chicken burger. You are objectively wrong. Get wrecked, scrubs. I found a Trojan on my PC that might have been mining crypto. So very recently, I had some tech issues where when I played Chaos, my computer blue screened like twice. A handful of times when I changed my scene in OBS, my OBS crashed and it caused my recording to be corrupted. And so some of the Chaos footage is going to be stream footage, which is a, a lower quality than what I record on my system. And this course was very annoying. And I had received a handful of small suggestions while using my system that something was wrong. It was still working, and so I hadn't got around to looking into it, but I finally did. I, I changed a lot of stuff, cleaned up a lot of stuff, fixed a lot of stuff, but I think I found the culprit. As I say on Twitter here, fixed PC, while I did change fix much, biggest factor for blue screen slash crashes was maybe a virus. Nothing on normal scans, but deep scans found a Trojan and two possible other issues. Previous benchmarks incorrectly showed me in 25th percentile for GPU, so maybe mining crypto. So basically, I ran some benchmarks and it was saying that my CPU was in 99th percentile, meaning my CPU is better than 99% of other people's CPUs. My, my disk was fine, my memory was fine, but specifically graphics were not going well. Turned out that I had a Trojan and two other things that it picked up as viruses but may not have been. Uh, and that's obviously kind of annoying because I probably had them on my system for weeks at this point. And so all my minor issues that I've been experiencing were probably caused by this and I was just unaware. Obviously, it, be, it had been set up to as little as possible impact my normal regular usage so that it could, I guess, in the background, mine a bit of crypto and make some money, given the readings. So I did a retest of my stuff and my CPU, my graphics card, my memory, and my disk all are in the 99th percentile. It says 86th percentile here, but that's because I didn't have the XMP profile on. When I fixed that, it fixed it. So it's good. My PC is now fixed. Fantastic. 
So as it turns out, this Trojan may not have actually been a Trojan mining crypto or something. It may have been something made for me by Kano, one of my mods for GTA Guesser. The thing I found back then, I didn't look into it that much. It may have actually been a Trojan, I'm not sure. But like a week later, I did do another virus scan and it did also pick up a Trojan. And it turned out to be something that Kano had made for me made for me for GTA Guesser. Um, he claims it wasn't an actual Trojan and I trust him. He's made a lot of stuff for me. He's a good dude. He has no reason to screw with my PC. It just seems as though some line of code that he used to improve GTA Guesser for me using an extension or whatever um, was picked up by these virus scanning things as like potentially sus. So I may have had a real Trojan on my PC all the way back then. There's no way for me to go back in time and like examine that first scan. I don't think I have the results anymore. But uh, yeah, so maybe insane bad, maybe not. Just thought I'd update you, it's very important. One part of my system crashing was that it, again, corrupted my recordings of my OBS. So I finally decided after resisting it for so long, I'm now going to be recording in MKV. So MKV is a type of format where if your OBS crashes, it doesn't like corrupt the file. The problem with MKV is it's not used by any editing program. And so for the longest time, I resisted using it because this is what it does. It makes the MKV file, but then it also remixes, remuxes it, remixes it. I don't know how, how to say it. It's, it's, it is remux, but it's just a weird word. And then it makes another file. So now I have two copies of this. And I'm a person who doesn't like to delete things, but I have to force myself to press this delete button and move this. Or else I'm gonna have doubles of every single file. <laughs> the only reason I'm mentioning this is to say that, that I'm joining the horde of people who record in MKV with OBS, but also you will never have to experience me having to use stream footage for a YouTube video ever again. I've bitten the bullet, it's done, it'll never happen again, you're welcome. In fact though, one of the reasons why I was willing to make this change at all is because I watched this video by Epos Vox. 25 OBS tricks every streamer must know. And he talked about how you can automatically remux an MKV into an MP4. So the second you stop recording, it will just immediately bang convert it into MP4 so it can be used in editing programs and stuff. One, I didn't know it could be automatic. Two, I didn't know it was very quick, like it only takes like a minute. And so that's good. Basically, never reach a point in your life where you think you know everything. Even if you're successful in something, there's always stuff that you don't know. There's always people more knowledgeable than you. So I like to look up information on this stuff sometimes. Yeah, I'll never lose footage again. Everyone is hated on the internet regardless of what they do. So I saw this tweet from Jesse Cox and it made me reflect on YouTube and content creation in general. He said, Tonight I discovered a YouTuber who I genuinely thought was someone everyone loved, has a popular Reddit dedicated to angry complaining about him, and to be honest, it kind of made me feel good, because it turns out the internet really sucks for everyone, even those you wouldn't think. I have expressed before that once you reach a certain size, it's impossible not to have some people who hate you. Reflecting on that, realizing that it doesn't matter how good you are as a person or as a creator or how much respect you have for people or how much you consider the well-being of others, that there's always gonna be some people who hate you. Does that mean there's ultimately no difference? Other than like, you know, for emotional reasons, like being a complete scumbag on the internet versus being a good person. If you're gonna be hated either way, why would you pick to be a good person? <laughs> and that may sound weird to say, but I mean, if you removed all emotion from it, I don't think anyone in their right mind would Pick to be a good person. But we, we do because, you know, for emotional reasons, we, you know, we want to be good people. We feel bad when we harm other people and stuff. But from like an objective standpoint, there doesn't seem to be much reward in being a, de a decent person. You just miss out on a, a lot of opportunities in life because you aren't willing to fuck over other people. It just seems wrong somehow that everyone is hated, <laughs> you know? 
Like, I'm sure there are people who are deservedly hated for being scumbags, who are like, hey, what you gonna do? Everyone's hated. Doesn't matter what I would have done in my career, I was still gonna end up hated anyway, so fuck it. And I just think that's trash. Twitch is starting to combat the bot issue. So this is something I wanted to mention, even though it's a little bit outside of my purview. I'm not a person who understands bossing or programming or that jazz, but this seems like a positive development in regards to Twitch. From Seri, Twitch will be adding limits on how many channels an account can join at a single time through IRC or API, unless they're modded or authorized. What this means, lurker bots will soon be much harder to operate. I see that as a good thing. I can't remember when we talked about this. I'm sure we can't find the program now, but there was at one point a thing where you could take a person's name, put it in a browser, and it would tell you all the channels that they were in. And so you would find accounts with just like random numbers in their name, and it would show you that they were in like a hundred chats. Showcasing that, you know, lurk bots are alive and well on Twitch. Boosting people's numbers, giving people additional exposure that they don't deserve. The system is still rigged. In the same way that on Twitter, uh, I've seen people actually bragging about using bots to uh, artificially inflate the, the likes on their posts and stuff. On some level, it feels as though, like, everyone else is cheating this system, and I'm not. Maybe it's more miraculous than I realize that I got to where I am without cheating these systems, apparently. Regardless, from Twitch developers, as we mentioned in the standard output stream before TwitchCon 2023, we are introducing concurrent chat join limits to IRC and event sub with broadcast authorization as a way for applications to scale beyond these limits. To minimize disruptions to chat applications, we will reduce the concurrent join limit limits slowly over the first half of 2024, starting at the end of February. This goes from 100,000 to 10,000 to 1,000 to 100. This just seems like a good change. And I wish I understood more why this wasn't done a long time ago. Because people used to talk about how it would seem as though it gives a false impression of how many people are on the platform, especially for sponsors. If they're sponsoring a streamer and that streamer has a thousand fake viewers in their ch in their channel. And so the, the sponsor will go like, oh, I did not get much engagement with this sponsorship at all on Twitch. I guess Twitch isn't a good way to promote my brand. I'm not going to do any more sponsorships on Twitch. But in reality, it's just most of the audience that saw that sponsorship, that advertisement, were just fake. And so that's why the engagement levels were so low. These bots, I think, negatively impact the perception of all Twitch streamers, especially as they are perceived by advertisers. AI VTubers are absolutely garbage. So Jeplar put this in my ramble section from HTC Vive on Twitter. AI VTubers powered by AI interact autonomously with viewers using a large language model. Unlike traditional VTubers controlled by humans. That sounds so weird as a statement. Learn more here. VR, virtual reality, avatar, VTuber, AI, AI VTuber, VR chat, VI verse. Um, I assume they got a lot of backlash from this, which is why they've deleted this. It's just Discord saves the preview so I can see what it was. There doesn't seem to be any follow-up statement here, but uh, it still links back to this. What is AI VTuber? Powered by AI, unlike the usual VTubers, virtual YouTubers, controlled and piloted by humans. Why do you keep specifying it's that humans are involved? I, it's like this is written by a bot. AI VTubers are artificial intelligence virtual YouTubers that can autonomously interact with viewers based on a large language model. They can respond and engage with the audience in real time, play video games, and share their personal anecdotes. Best of all, they can evolve over time as their developers feed them with updated data or a language model. This just feels so garbage. Like, as a gimmick, one-time thing, we've seen AI, I, I guess, what's another name for it? AI VTuber. It, it just sounds so wrong, but we've seen AI VTubers before, but that's like as a gimmick one-time thing. I do not see a future 
where the majority of influencers or, or creators or what have you are AI. I just don't see it. There is no way the majority of people are okay watching machines. Like on some level, the human connection is a part of what live streaming is. <laughs> dark Viper AI rather than Dark Viper AU. I've seen some with 5k viewers, certainly, but that's when there isn't many AI VTubers, right? If they flood the market, they would no longer be special and it would be like, oh, I'm, I'm listening to another chatbot. We've always talked to chatbots. They've been a, a novelty or whatever, but how many of the people like sincerely seek out the best chatbots to have conversations with? Does streaming power world negatively affect my YouTube channel? So as you guys know, over the course of like 11 days, I streamed Power World like eight of those days on my main YouTube channel. And during that time, my channel wasn't doing very well. Certainly there were other contributing factors to that, that I wasn't uploading as much and stuff. Because of the ambiguity of the algorithm on YouTube, people don't know exactly how it works. It's a concern that by live streaming things like Power World, that the vast majority of my audience does not want to watch, that it can impact my channel as a whole and impact the reach of my content. Once upon a time, as I've said before, I, I was fairly convinced that the algorithm just judged your videos individually. It didn't care about what channel the videos were on, but I've long since been dissuaded from that perspective. I do think the channel matters. And on any Power World stream, the click-through rate is 2.9%. I got like a concurrent viewership of like two to 300 which is very bad. And you can see here that YouTube is very rarely recommending this, this live stream because they just over time recognize that it's, that people don't want to watch it. And you got to wonder if doing this kind of stuff penalizes my future live streams or penalizes my other videos. And so it makes me second guess whether I should stream on YouTube things that aren't GTA 5, right? The power order is so good. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed playing it so much. Whenever I do these things where I just chill and, and do stuff that I find enjoyable that isn't necessarily good for the algorithm and stuff. I always feel a li little bit guilty afterwards that I'm poisoning the well of my content or something. I just hate that ambiguity, not knowing for certain if I'm doing something wrong or harming myself in some way by doing these kind of things. I think I've reached a level of success that I'm just gonna do whatever the hell I want, whenever the hell I want to. If I wanna chill and pay like play a game like Power World for a week and a bit, I'm just gonna do it. And if it has some negative impact, then I'll just pull myself out of that hole over the next couple of weeks. We'll see what happens, you know. You should be a pal and like the video and subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching and I wish you all the best.